discipleship. Some may think of it as the big D in church. It definitely has an ominous sound to it. Like by participating in it, we're somehow going to be disciplined. Yikes. But while discipline is often a byproduct of discipleship, it's not something to fear at all. In today's episode, I'll be talking with Rhonda Moody. Hey. (laughs) Hey, Rhonda. She is the Connections Coordinator at First West, and she is very much involved in the creating and coordinating of different Bible study groups and retreat plannings of the church, all of which are tools in making her the perfect person to have this conversation with today. Rhonda, it's been such a busy Sunday, but I'm so glad we've been able to work it out and you know, have you here today. So glad you're here. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. So let's get to it. First things first, let's define discipleship. What is that? Okay, so discipleship, when I think about discipleship, simply, it's just simply joining Jesus in His mission, which is... I mean, that's exciting anytime you join Jesus in his mission. So discipleship is exciting. So it's helping others to learn and to grow in their faith and then be accountable for that. In Matthew, Jesus says, come and follow and I will make you fishers of men. And so we just, we become fishers of men when we learn to disciple people. And so it's following Jesus. It's when Jesus changes you and then when you're engaged in the mission of Jesus, that's discipleship. Awesome. Awesome. So like, would you say it's kind of like an apprenticeship, like finding someone to train them up? Kind of. Yes. I would would kind of say yes, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So what is the goal? What is the goal? Like what's the end goal? Well, the end goal of discipleship is teaching that person to make disciples. So it's not allowing the gospel to stop with me. Sometimes it's helping people get out of their comfort zone and to learn to make disciples themselves. Because I know like we can get comfortable just studying our Bible and mm-hmm. learning all about the Lord and having Become a great a super relationship Christians. with the Lord ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And then we're not multiplying. So, yeah. you know, the goal is to make a disciple and multiply. So yeah. um, make more. Okay. Yes. All right. And why is it so important? Like why must, like if you're calling yourself a Christian, like why is that something like I just, I have to do? Like, you know, what does scripture say about it? Okay. So scripture tells us that um, one of the last things that Jesus told us to do before he ascended to heaven was we call what we call the Great Commission, and it tells us to go and teach. And so when the Holy Spirit is working in my life, I want the same thing for others, and so I want to go and teach them. And so the Great Commission is in the book of Matthew. It's Matthew 28, 16 through 20, and it says, The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. And Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so we call that the Great Commission because 
he, Jesus is commissioning, commissioning us to go and make disciples. And he explains mm-hmm. what that is. It's teaching them to do what I've commanded. And so. Yeah. And those were kind of his last words to us too, mm-hmm. right? Before he yes. went up. Yes. To be with the father in heaven. Yeah. Okay. A lot of, a lot of teaching words I heard in there too. So yes. Hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. So what are the benefits of being discipled or discipling others? Well, any time you are in the Lord's will, I'd say mm-hmm. there's going to be, you're going to reap his benefits. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he wants what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. He mm-hmm. created us. And so this is the Lord's will that you make mm-hmm. disciples. And so your your life will be blessed. You will develop relationships that you wouldn't have otherwise mm-hmm. when you're discipling someone, a deeper relationship or being discipled. Mm-hmm. There are just lots of benefits that that when you follow the Lord, yeah, like joy in your soul. You know, I just listened to something, I think it was this morning, it was like a, something by Matt Chandler, but he had mentioned that, you know, when we bring God, like God desires for us to bring Him glory in that when we bring God glory, it brings us joy because yes. that's what we were created for. Yes, And exactly. I was like, wow. I don't know, just that thought on that was pretty cool. Yes, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good thing. So when we are being discipled, one or when we are discipling, one of the benefits mm-hmm. is that that next generation will know Him. Yeah. So, I mean, we're the light of the world. And so we're to let our light shine. The Bible says, let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So when mm-hmm. we let our light shine to the world... We are sharing with the next generation. And so, yeah, let me pass down for them. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, those are all really good points, really wise for that. And I, you know, I guess being a mom of a young, of a little person, it means a lot to you to, to be reminded of that, that it is up to me for my for my child to know and then for my nieces and nephews too. I kind of take ownership of them as well because they are children in my life mm-hmm. that I also kind of like take a, you know, a little bit of shepherding with because. And must deed. So, yeah, it's a good reminder for all that as well. Mm-hmm. What would you, you know, say to people that are kind of hesitant to be in a relationship or a group like that? Like they are a believer in Christ or they're professing to be a believer in Christ, but they're like, eh, that's for the super Christians, not for me. What would you say? Yes. So I think that's kind of a common thing that, yeah. that you know, I hear, you know, oh, that's for others, mm-hmm. not me. That's not my, my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a command. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get to be your thing. It doesn't get to just be your thing. No, no everyone do it, does it differently. You yeah, know, we all bring yeah. our different personalities mm-hmm. to the table, but everyone can invest in someone and, mm-hmm. and share the Lord in their way with them. And so it's a, it's a command from the Lord. And so yeah. we have to just pray for boldness and ask the Lord to, to help us. And He will. Yeah. He will because He... Mm-hmm. He wants us to do it, so He will absolutely help us. Yeah. Do you believe there's an age limit to being in like a discipleship type of relationship? Um, absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. I, I believe that everyone who knows Jesus has something to share with someone. Mm. So, yeah. Do you think like even like children could be in a type of relationship like this, or like is it more like for teens and up? Everyone can be in some kind of disciple, you know, yeah. can be discipled by someone yeah. or, or, you know, you hear that saying about everyone has someone that's following them, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. of course that looks different, yeah. you know, children, yeah. but. Yeah, it's probably more like a parent child on, on that level or yes. like maybe an uncle or yes, or aunt and grandfather child relationship with that. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So if you wanted to start with one, like, where do you start? Like, okay, you know, Rhonda, you know, we're going to do this thing together. What was, you decide to do that. What comes next? What do we do? Well, like I just said, I mean, discipling can look different in different, you know, different relationships. But I mean, the first thing is to pull out your Bible and learn some biblical truth together, you know, Mm -hmm. learn scripture together, find out what what the Bible says, and then pray with each other. Mm -hmm. And so in doing that, you, you do form a friendship, a bond, and you then start being able to hold each other accountable for doing mm-hmm. so. So you can part that accountability is part of it, I think. Yeah. It's part of discipling someone. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just say, here, go do this. You do it together and then, then you check on each other and yeah. you pray for each other. And mm-hmm. so, like, did you learn that Bible verse that you mm-hmm. said you're going to learn this week? Yeah. How yeah. much do you know? Tell me right now. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> And it helps you. <laughs> you know, yeah. someone's going to ask you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, or like going to the gym or something. It's like, you know, you said you're going to go. Like, yes. did you go? It's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always makes it more real when you know someone's going to ask you on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So like, should you only read the Bible or is there, a, could you do a curriculum? And like, what, you know, how do you, what do we meet and talk about other than like, yeah, I know we're going to talk about the Bible. I know we're going to pray and, um, but is there something we follow? Like, what do we, how does that work? Yes. So, you know, I'm a, a big proponent of, of just using the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. There have been years that I, I was not great at that. I would I would use some type of curriculum, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's all kinds of great stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I just finished a Jen Wilkins study myself mm-hmm. this summer Jen on Wilkins, my own. Good stuff. And I know, yeah. good stuff. And so, but... We have, at First West, we have a discipleship tool called Discipleship Groups, and they're mm-hmm. small groups mm-hmm. of three, four, five people. And we have really focused on learning how to use the Bible only. Yeah. And so it is a, a plan, of scripture reading plan, and you simply just take the scripture, and you read the same scripture, everyone mm-hmm. in the group, and then you take that scripture and you apply it to your life. You just kind yeah. of study it. And the more you start doing that, the more you realize that you may not need that middle person yeah, and that curriculum mm-hmm. to teach you that scripture. You can learn straight from the from Lord in mm-hmm. the Bible. So I'm, I'm really loving that in this season of just using the Bible. Yeah. But there, there is some good stuff out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And you can also, I think I've learned before in a different setting, like different ways of how to read the Bible in itself, like, in my different setting, I learned it's called reap. So we were reaping the word, which I thought was very cute. But I also know First West does this thing called hear, hear hearing journal. the word. It's kind yes. of the same thing. It's probably but I think that's uh, important, too, that if you came into that relationship with discipleship, not really sure about how you should read the Bible, I mm-hmm. think by entering into that relationship, that's one byproduct for sure you'll get out of it, because, or at least if you're under the guidance of someone that's at First West, because this is how we do it. <laughs> but there are other ways you can do it. There's right. di- there's no hard and fast way to do it, for right, sure. Right. But, but under the here is like, oh, goodness, what was H stand for? Like, I know you had to read it. I, I know the reap one better, because that's what I learned oh, from. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should talk about reap, but you talk about here. <laughs> what, what you heard from the Lord, that <laughs> oh, you pick yeah. out a scripture, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a scripture, and you... You write it out, yeah. and then the E is you explain it, explain mm-hmm. what you think it means. Mm-hmm. And then the A is how are you going to apply that mm-hmm. to your life, and and then R is as a result of, you know, mm-hmm. what, I, what I've 
just learn here today what's going to happen. Yeah, like your next you know, steps. So, yeah. yeah, and so then mm-hmm. in our discipleship group, we will have all read that same scripture, and we can all come done back that and, and, and talk about you know oh well here's what stood out to me well here's what stood out to me and yeah. it's interesting to, to, to see, see how God can use different scripture at different seasons and. Mm-hmm. You and know. it can mean it's always that's always really cool, and that's how we can know it's active and yes, and that the word is alive, alive you know, and active because the same verse can mean something totally different to three different people, you know, and then to yourself as well. Like the next year or months later, it's like yes. you get something totally different out of it yes. every time. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite things about scripture in general. <laughs> so, but yeah. And see, for mine, like, REAP is it's similar. Like, REAP was like you would read it. Like, you read the whole chapter, not just, like, the few verses. You'd read mm-hmm. the whole chapter and kind of write down that. And then it was explain. Explain. explain like, what, in context, like, what was actually happening yes. there. <laughs> then it was apply. Like, okay, like, yeah, that's what happened in context there back in Bible days, ancient world. But, okay, what about 21st century? How would I apply that today? And then RP was prayer. Prayer. Which is the same thing, because you're praying for the action items. Yes. Okay, well, how can I now apply this moment? So it was similar. Just two different Just two different ways. You're either hearing from the Lord or you're reaping what you're saying. So (laughs) whichever way you want (laughs) to go. Yeah. All right. Um, So, but if you were going to do like, okay, we're going to read the Bible. We decided on that. We're not going to do anything with Beth Moore, Priscilla Shire, or Jen Wilkins, and all those other people. I'm just going to read the word. Where where should we start? Well, so a good place to start is always in the Gospel of John. Because mm-hmm. if you are, especially with a brand new Christian, you are someone that's just wanting to learn the word that really may not know anything. You want them to know about Jesus. And mm-hmm. so I'm going through the book of John right now with a friend that really had no foundation for, like, she did not know anything about the Bible. And so I felt like, you know, John is a good place to start. It tells the life of Jesus. And so... um, It just kind of reads easier. It reads easy. And and Luke also is a good good place um, also to start. Luke is too. Yes, but you do want... That's the New Testament. And so Genesis is a great place to start in the Old Testament. It kind of pieces the, you know, the... Strings it together. Strings it together. Kind of in it gives our beginning about mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. And, you know, it goes all the way up until almost Joseph. I know it has Moses in there. I'm trying to think how it exactly ends. Because, mm-hmm. no, it ends with Moses. So, But that's a lot of stories. A lot, a lot of the yes. a lot of the staple Bible stories are in Genesis. Yes. It's like 50 chapters yes. long. So it's, it's a good book to, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to go that route. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. All right. So... You know, how do we find a mentor? Like, how do you find someone to mentor? And how, you know, how do you find someone to mentor you? How do you great, do that? Great, great question. So, I um, put a sign on my forehead. To, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> to find a mentor, goodness, there your your church is going to have different ministries. You know, every yeah. church has different ministries. Um, the mm-hmm. one I think of that comes to mind for me first, at, mm-hmm. since I am on staff at First West, is we have a mentoring program called Mentoring Her. It used mm-hmm. to be called Heartfelt Ministries. Yeah. And last year we changed it to Mentoring Her is the name of it. And it is small groups where mm-hmm. the, the older women mentor the younger women and teach them, you know, teach them about being a leader in their home and, mm. and just the word and praying over them. It's mentoring. It, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful ministry. So 
I am, we, we call, I am now one of the older, so mm. I am a heart mom, so I have a group. <laughs> you graduated. Of, uh, I graduated up. <laughs> yeah. And so I have a, a small group of, mm-hmm. of younger ladies that okay. we meet in our homes and, and mentor them. So so you can always join something that your church is already doing that yeah. has in place. Do you know, sometimes it's just asking someone. I mean, if you are plugged into a church, there are there are senior adult ladies or even younger ladies that mm-hmm. are available. Someone you look for someone that's available to mentor you and, and just asks, you know? Some people are just yeah. need to be asked and they Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of ladies it does not come natural for them to say Oh, I want to mentor you. I have so much to offer. I'm yeah. so full of wisdom. <laughs> They'll automatically kind of think, "Oh, I don't know much." But then when when they when you get to talking, you mm-hmm. realize, "Well, you know what? I have been through some life. Yeah, I lived I, a little I, bit, and you know, I can. Yeah. I, I do know God's word, and mm-hmm. I, yes, I'll do it. I'd I'd love to yeah. share, mm-hmm. you know, and start learning some scripture with you. And it, so so sometimes it's just asking and looking for. Yes, yeah. I mean, if anything, you can look at it as like, hey, we're going to be in a book club together, and the book is the Bible. <laughs> you know, maybe that takes some pressure off, you know, because I am in a book club myself, too, and we just read kind of fun stuff. But it's like, yeah, if you want to look at it that way in a non-threatening way, because I, th- I guess sometimes the Bible itself is like, oh, the Bible, like, you know, who has the authority to say what on what on stuff? But if you have that approach to it, maybe it is a little bit better. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and like, what about like finding someone to mentor? Like, what if you're like, like, yeah, I want to do that, but we're not just gonna pick somebody. <laughs> like, okay, you know, yes. is it kind of the same so, in reverse? Yes. So I, I feel like this is somewhat easy. You can look around you and know. I mean, easily find someone that um, you know needs to be mentored. Just look for ways. Yeah, to just look for ways. Yeah. Yes. Most. Yeah. yeah but it, once again, it has to be someone that, that's available and that's interested in that mm-hmm. and someone that wants to be, te- you know, taught, taught someone yeah. teachable. If, if they're not, you know, if they don't agree to be mentored, then yeah. you, know, you may, mm-hmm. that may not be your person. Once again, at First West, we have a ministry that is called Discipleship Groups, D Groups for short. And we it's small groups, and mm-hmm. I lead a D group, and it's it's discipleship. It's teaching those people. It's helping them learn how to make disciples themselves. Because yeah. remember, it's about multiplying. Go and go and teach. Go and tell. Can't stop with one generation. It has to keep going. And so, yes, you can at First West. You can lead a D group, and that is finding your group of three mm-hmm. people you have a relationship with. And and starting a Bible reading plan, praying yeah. together, holding them accountable, and then it teaches them to make disciples themselves. So yeah. So what like what makes some good discipleship? Like how do you know that you're doing it right? How do you know that you're doing it right? Or is it well, easier to say like what's a fail? Like <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you like? Um, oh, that's not it. <laughs> Maybe that's easier. It it would be easy for a group, I would think, to become a little Bible study clique mm-hmm. and not replicate, mm-hmm. not duplicate, not mm-hmm. not multiply. So, yeah. so I would think that I wouldn't necessarily call it a fail if you're yeah. still studying your Bible yeah. and, and learning together, but you do want you we are commanded yeah. to share it with the world and mm-hmm. let our light shine. And so 
you you don't want it to become a clique. You want to take those people that you have discipled, and you want to teach those people how to make disciples. And so, it, yeah. So it, it grows. Mm-hmm. So to be a DNA and, and replicate yes. healthily, yes. not a cancer. So teaching and equipping <laughs> yeah, that equipping. person to mm. also, yeah, do it. Yeah, giving them the I would tools. Say that's good discipleship. Yeah. To meet, yes. go to the next step. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, accountability is a huge part of that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, is there an ideal number? Like, like, okay, when you get to a certain group size, you know, is there a cap-off number? You know, I know you mentioned that the first Westie groups, you know, they're doing, like, three, fours, and fives. Like, but is there a ideal number like if you get 10 is that too many and if you, you get know, I you know i think it just depends on on, on the person and the relationships mm-hmm. I, I mean I, I would say a group of, of four or five is is plenty big mm-hmm. now you may lead different groups like like i said i have a discipleship group i'm also a heart mom mm-hmm. i'm walking with you know a friend by herself through the book of john there's other you know ways that mm-hmm. i'm kind of mentoring discipling other people but i would say mm-hmm. if you I mean, there's no rules. Yeah. But if you can keep up with that, you know. Yeah, because it is kind of a lot, you know, sometimes yeah. like the, if For you're it to too be big. a good, yeah, deep relationship, mm-hmm. I, would, I would, I personally would keep it small. Yeah. Okay. You know, you mentioned a lot about accountability and whatnot. Like, is, is there a difference between discipleship and an accountability group? I think so. So when I think about accountability, I think think about it's about behaving so if I'm holding you accountable for something it helps Mm -hmm. you follow through on a commitment it just I mean so that's just accountability you can have accountability in anything you know Mm -hmm. you're eating exercise Mm -hmm. whatever so it's about that piece of cake today yes I I did (laughs) Rhonda you weren't supposed to do that Um, so so accountability is about behavior but discipleship is it's about becoming Mm. it's about growing in your faith and becoming who you are and not necessarily just about your actions and Mm -hmm. so accountability on its own won't result in generations of disciples. Mm, yeah. Like, so you need discipleship in there. So there, yeah. there, there is a little difference. Yeah. The, fruit of a dis, the fruit of a disciple is another disciple. Mm. And so that's discipleship. But accountability... I think just brings you the discipline. Yes, you know? yes. Like, it helps you be disciplined yes. on your own. I think it enables you to be a disciple. But it's not discipleship on its own. Yes. Good word, Rhonda. Yeah. That was good. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, really, though, like, that's a good concept, good breakdown there. Because I think sometimes I could get really muddled. So, yeah. Thank you for that clarity. Yeah, I had not thought a lot about the difference in that. But there mm. is a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, you heard, I heard you mention you're kind of discipling someone else right now. It seems like you're in quite a few discipling groups and whatnot. But for the one you have, like, how did that relationship come about? Like, how did you find the one? Well, so, you know, I mentioned leading a D group, so that's through my church. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a heart mom and mentoring her. That is through my church. Mm-hmm. So local church really does help you plug into those yeah. things. But then, I, you know, I just have a, a lady that, you know, that I met that just did not know much about mm-hmm. the Lord and so mm-hmm. was willing and teachable and excited yeah. and to learn. And so I ran with it, mm. you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It makes for a very sweet relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. Does she approach you or did you approach her? 
she it was kind of we met at church. Okay. Yeah, we met yeah. and she was visiting and yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but then you know just being a little nosy about that. So. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> There's some college girls that yeah. um, that you know have relationships with that that mm-hmm. we meet regularly. So just kind of naturally and, uh, we hold each other. Yeah, yeah kind of hold them accountable yeah. for for following the Lord. You mm-hmm. know, in college and that those are sweet and mm-hmm. um, just okay. different things like that. So what is you know what are these experiences been like for you since you just kind of using you as an example here since you've been. And you are currently a part of so many d- different ways of discipling. Like, you know, can you speak for a minute and let, what those experiences have been like for you? Well, I think you can go back to what we said at the beginning, how the mm-hmm. Lord gives you joy when you're in His mm-hmm. will and doing what, you know, He wants you to do. And so yeah. those kind of things bring me joy. Yeah. They do. I, I'm a people person, though. I like people. And so yeah. I like those relationships with with people, and that's one of my favorite things to do is just sit down and talk about the Lord with people. Oh, so. me too. <laughs> that's why we're sitting and talking right here. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. All right. So, what is something you would say, you know, to someone that is, you know, either looking me to be discipled, or you know, just what encouragement would you have for them today? Like, they're just like, oh, I really don't know, or they're still hesitant. What would you say to them? How can you encourage them? I just encourage you to to look for someone to 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 be. Just step out and be bold and just ask someone. It's like, you know, would you like to, you know, go mm-hmm. through the Bible together or, or mm-hmm. start leading a D group? You, we have we have material that we can, you know, book we can give you that, that walks you through exactly how to start one. And mm-hmm. it's a simple process. And so you can lead a D group. Jump into something that your local church is, is doing is, is, a mm-hmm. great, is a great way. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Rhonda, for coming out today and sharing um, all this with us. You know, it's just been a great encouragement to hear from you, especially on this topic, because it really can be intimidating for a lot of people, you know, Christians that have been a Christian for 30 years and Christians that have been a Christian mm-hmm. for only two years or right. for someone not at all. <laughs> just kind of like, what is this stuff? But I feel like you've made it a little bit less intimidating today. Awesome. Thank you. Enjoyed being here. My name is Rhonda, and this is my story of the middle. I'm your host, Bernie Bostic, and you've been listening to the Up From The Muck podcast. Next week, you'll be hearing from Ashley Hennessy and her journey to healthy living. Psalm 40, verse 2. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. <laughs>